Okay, we're starting a very fascinating shir. One of the things that I like about Nesiva Shalom is that in addition of learning Torah and thought, it's not just abstract, but it's something that we really can use to change our lives. How we deal with ourselves, how we deal with other people, how we deal with our children and our students. Omer Rebbe Kiva, Shrechem Yisrael. The Gemara in Yuma says, and very famous words. And by the time we're done with these words, in just a short time from now, we're going to have such a deep appreciation for understanding what each part of this mimer is and apply it to our lives in a deep, deep way. Amr Rebekiva, Rebekiva said, Ashrechem Yisrael. Fortunate are you, Yisrael. Why? Before who do you go to get purified and who purifies you? Avichem Shabashamayim, your father in heaven. Shenema, Vizarakti, Alechem, Vizarakti. I will, Hashem says on himself, I will shower you with the Mayim Taherim, sprinkle on you Mayim Taherim, U Tahartem, and I will make you Tahar. And it says, Mikve Yisrael Hashem, Ma Mikve Metaras Atmeim, just like a Mikve is Metar Atmeim, Afa Kadish Baruch, who himself is Metar as Yisrael, he is the one who's Metar Yisrael. First thing we need to understand, and every single part of this is going to be dissected. Amr Rebbe Kiva. Rebbe Kiva is coming to tell us something. Ashrechem Yisrael, you are fortunate. Why? Now there are so many reasons that we can be fortunate. Ashrechem Yisrael, that you're the chosen people. Ashrechem Yisrael, that you were born a Jew. Ashrechem Yisrael, you were given Torah and mitzvahs. Ashrechem Yisrael, so many things. Why, out of all the things... Does he dafka say, Ashrechem Yisrael, you are fortunate because of this thing, referring to somebody who is tahar, who is defiled, who is impure, and on that thing, a lot of times people say, let's not talk about sin. Let's not talk about what when people mess up. But it's a part of us. It's a part of nature. It's a part of our reality. Ignoring it is the worst thing you can do. But what would you tell somebody? Listen what he says. He's talking to that person who became impure, spiritually impure and defiled. And he's telling you, out of all things that I want to tell you that you're fortunate about, this is why you are the most fortunate. Before, who are you, Tahar? And we're going to hear what he says. And who purifies you? Two separate things. Who do you go to? Which line do you go to? Which angel is, where is the line? Who do you go to to say, listen, I, I messed up, please forgive me. And then who does the actual purification process? And then who does he say? And how does he call him? Our vengeful God? No. Avichem, very interesting term. Avichem, our father, Shabbat in heaven. Let's learn what the Maimur of Rebekiva is telling us so we can deal with ourselves when we mess up, and we can deal with those around us also. This is a fantastic Lashon of the Zayir HaKadosh. The Zayir And he goes ahead and he gives us five words that are get out of jail card. Says the Zayir HaKadosh. Even though Hashem loves, Rachim means in Aramaic means loves, even though he is Rachem Leiladina, Kimoidi Isra Kiani Hashem Oyev Mishpat. Even though Hashem loves Mishpat, Hashem is the most 
Type A personality. He's that principle that he loves justice. You do the crime, you do the time. He's that judge where everything is done to perfection. And even though this is true, Hashem is the ultimate, so He's the ultimate of everything. If He has to judge you, He was the ultimate judge. However, Netzach, Rechimu Debanui, Rechimu Dedina. Five words. The love that Hashem has for His children conquer the love that He has for justice. Now we think many times that a parent or a teacher who loves a child, we say, oh, you're weak. You're using the love of the child to not do what's best for the child. And yet here, we're accusing Hashem. We're stating that Hashem says, hang on, I love Mishpat. Everything has to work. Everybody at my Shabbos table has to sit down. Everybody, every, everybody gets punished unless you do the right thing. You break the law, you're going to get punished. It's all true. But there is one thing that I love more than my love for a clean house, everybody sitting. I remember I got a phone call from a father. It's a true story. All my stories are true. And I'm listening to this father. He tells me he has 14 children. And he tells me, really, raising children is its not for me. I need everything to be misudar. Everything has to be in order. And I'm like, listening to this. And I like, by my Shabbos table, I don't like noise. I need everybody sitting down. I don't like noise in general in my life. I don't like things around. And he, he's describing every reason in the world not to have children altogether. And I'm like, yeah, I think you should have thought of this before you had a whole school bus. You know, it's like every part of his nature is not set up to raise children. And some people think like, oh, you love something to be done a certain way, but oh, this kid is so cute. You love him so much, you're going to let him get away with it. He's going to be spoiled. But we like when we hear this when Hashem does that, says the Zayir HaKadosh, five words that we need to know. Yes, Hashem loves Mishpat. He loves justice. He loves when everything is done properly, but there's something He loves more. I love my my Seder in my house. A mother would say, I love my kitchen being neat. But there's something I love more. Those those chocolate fingers on the wall that I just cleaned, right? Done by my two-year-old. Thank you, Hashem, that I have a two-year-old. I love that more than my clean home. There are things that I love, but I love my child more than I love my mishpat. And of course, as we always learn, the halachta bedrachav, mahuracham afata Every time that we see how Hashem deals with His children, who's us, and in a tremendous amount of mess-ups that we do, we are meant to learn from that how we're supposed to treat our children. And we're supposed to understand He is the greatest machanach. So if the Zayar HaKadosh says that there is something He loves more than mishpat and din, then we have to understand how it works and why it works and how to utilize it for ourselves and for our children. So this is the Zayir HaKadosh. This is what Rebbe Kiva meant when he said, you are so fortunate. Who do you have to go to? Who is purifying you? Who do you go to when, you're, when you mess up? Who do you go to when you screw up, when life is tough, when you make mistakes? Although Avada Hashem loves Mishpat, Afu Avichem, Achu Avichem Sheba Shemayim. He's not judge Bashamayim. 
He's not like these fathers, some of them that are these cold, not good to be close to your children. They have to be like royalty. Like now you're going into, you have to bang, knock on the door. May I come in? Maybe it worked in 1940. Not anymore. He's And his love for you, it is stronger than his Ahavas HaMishpat. So now let's already see what we learned. I would think, growing up as a Jew, going through the yeshiva system, I would think that after I sin, the last person, so to speak, the last entity that I want to see, meet, come in contact with is God. Because He's going to fry me. The last person. So, like, please tell me that if I have to get purified, that there's an angel who will do this for me. Please tell me that there's, like, a system that God doesn't, so to speak, know about, and He's not going to deal with. Don't tell me that when I mess up, that I'm going to be purified by Hashem. Says Rebekiva, no. The one who you want the most to purify you when you sin against Him, is Him. Because He's not a distant judge. He's not a mean principle. He's a loving father. And the person, the thing, the entity that you have to go before for judgment loves you like crazy. Can you imagine that somebody goes through a red light or whatever Avera against the law that he does, whatever he breaks, and he has to go to court. It happens to be that the judge loves him his father, or maybe it's his father's best friend, or whatever the story is. Isn't that better? It's embarrassing more, right? But it's better. Over here, it's even worse. It's not just Hashem is judging you. Hashem is judging you for what you did against Him. Not like when you break the law, which is nothing personal against the judge, and the judge loves you. But imagine that you're on trial because you broke into the judge's house and you stole his silver. Then you would say, oh, the last judge I want is him. The last person I want judging me, please don't make me go in front of him. Says Rebekiva, based on, on, on Rajbi, that he loves you more than his mishpat. So even though you went against what he wants, you're going to somebody who's going to purify you. The one that you go to is not an angel who has no feelings for you. He's not somebody on the clock, this is my job, come here, tell me your sin, what did you do, I'll tell you your punishment. Go to this other angel, he'll purify you. No, that would be terrible. Because if we had to actually get punished based on what we did, without any Rahmanus, it would be the worst thing in the world. So we're going to, in our worst time, in our time that we are the most needy, when we're not good, when we failed, we're lucky that Hashem says, I am not going to distance myself from you. I will deal with you personally because I have feelings for you that angels don't have for you. It's mashma from here that Rebekiva holds like Reb Meir, his Talmud, that says in Kiddushan Lam and Vav, it's Kedai to look up the whole Gemara over there. When we do the Ratzon Hashem or when we don't do the Ratzon Hashem, either way, we are called Banim. We are qualified to be Banim Atem Lashem Aleikechem. We are in the category of child. The title that Hashem gave us 
does not depend on our actions, and therefore the parent-child relationship is unconditional, regardless of whether I am acting like a son should act and want to please my father and respect his wishes, or if I'm troubled and struggling and stealing from him, like a son who steals his father's car, his father's credit card. That's what we do when we sin against Hashem. We're stealing his credit card. We're using his gifts that he gives us against his wishes. And Remeir says, but you're always called in the category of Ben. Because Rebbe Kiva, when he says, he says, Ashrechem Yisrael, he doesn't say, Ashrechem Talmidei Chachomim. That's a nice song. That's not what Rebbe Kiva said. It's a different song. Ashrechem Tzadikim. No. He says, Ashrechem Yisrael. Every Jew, no matter where you are on that line, from the Nun Shari Tumah to the Nun Shari Kedusha, you are part of Ashrechem Yisrael. And the best part of being that, the best thing that you have by being a son of Hashem is not when you're doing well. Everybody loves doing well. I always say that when you have a, a let's say, a, a race in camp, every bunk, or let's say there's 10 kids racing, every bunk has their person. Everybody's screaming, go, 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 to Yankee who's in the front. Or if it's a swim race, right, they're swimming. Everybody's screaming, go, 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 to Yankee who's winning. But Yankee who's winning feels really good about himself. He doesn't need all that encouragement. He has great self-esteem. He's winning the race. You know who needs encouragement? Maishi, all the way in the back, who's flopping away and who's going underwater and might drown and wants to give up. He's the one who everybody should be screaming, go, go, go. He's the one who needs our encouragement. When we're doing well with tzaddikim, avada ashrechem, ashrechem Yisrael, that we have the Torah, ashrechem Yisrael, we have the mitzvahs. But at that point, we don't need the Ashrechem, because we feel Ashrechem. Ashrechem, 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 Talmidei Chachamim, for sure. Rabbi Kiva was telling you, but you know what's really the Ashrechem? Is that you will mess up. You will, will do things that if you, if, if, they were, if you were caught, you would be very embarrassed. You will say, You will say, You will say, And at that point, you're going to want to shirk away from Hashem. You will want to find a different way to get cleaned. But you should know that your best chance of getting cleansed is being cleansed by Hashem because He's crazy about you. And that's the greatest fortune that we could have. And that's the Pasuk that he learns it from, Lefnei Hashem Titoru, is going on Kol Yisrael. Hashem is willing to purify every single Jew. Va'al kulam, and on every Jew and every matziv, hu koire avichem shebashamayim. He is called our Father. There is no thing, no nothing that a person can do who was born a Jew that will take him out of the category of having a Father in Heaven. I'll tell you a very sad story. It's a true story. All my stories are true. A boy came to home sweet home. Before he moved into home sweet home, he shmad. He became Christian. Very hard to believe. And afterwards, he moved into home sweet home. And I asked him a very simple question. Without anger, without taking it personally, 
A lot of people get very angry at other people when they sin. You know the, the shirt, the t-shirt, don't hate me because I sin differently than you. I didn't have his life, I didn't have his challenges. Turns out that I was right on my hunch that he's a much better Jew than I will ever be. He's a much stronger Jew. And Itaka became from what he went through in his life was incredibly horrible. And he ended up turning around, Baruch Hashem, and he's stronger than anyone. So at that point, I had that hunch because I believe in Nishmas Yisrael, no matter what they've done. And he did terrible things. I asked him, very simple, without anger. I'm just curious. Vosepis. You know, if I ever got rid of this religion, I certainly wouldn't take on another religion. Like somebody said, Dusfeld Moroz, like that's what I'm missing, another religion? Why? And you know what he told me? He told me something fascinating. He said, because every time I passed the building and it said, God loves you, it wasn't a shul. This was absolutely amazing. First of all, they got that from us. All that love stuff, they got from us. But unfortunately, we never thought about putting it on our shuls. We put like, don't talk. But they, or Nisnadev al Yudei, Mishpachas, you know, who, who donated the building. But they're very smart. They put out on, on front always, God loves you, God loves you, God loves you. Now, what was the shock of his revelation to me? Imagine that there's a boy who gets lost. And he finds himself far away from his parents. His parents, let's say they live in Williamsburg. And he's very far away. And he's hitchhiking on the side of the road. And a Frum family passes by and he says, can you take me to my parents? And they say, sorry, no room. The next one, can you take me to my... Sorry, no room. Finally, a bus of nuns come along. They see him, they pull over. Could you take me to Williamsburg? Sure. So does that mean that he likes nuns? Does that mean that he likes Christianity? No. He desperately wanted to go home to his father and the Jewish cars were full and said, sorry, we can't take you. But the Christian car had room in it. He wasn't interested in Christianity. He wanted to go back to his father. Look at this neshama. He went through such terrible abuse and trauma that his behavior put him in a category that he learned is called a tayeva. The ki'ilu, God is disgusted from him, and he thought that it's over. He can't connect to Hashem. If it would be a regular person, fine, so I'm going to be not religious. But he, inside of him, he has an neshama that's burning. I want to be connected to Hashem. I want to go home. Take me to my father. Connect me to God. And they went ahead and they said, we could do that. Your sins don't bother us. We, we can shmad you, you can become Christian, and we'll take you to God. God loves you the way you are. And he went. So what looks like to be the worst possible action that a Jew can do, turns out, it was the most beautiful action that a Jew can do, because he was not interested, he wasn't interested in studying the material, he just wanted to be connected to Hashem. And he felt that through our Torah he can't be, and through their religion that he could be, so he went with them. So I asked him, why would you do it? He said, because every time it said God loves you, it was on their building. He wanted God to love him. It comes from us that God loves you 
and loves us, loves our children, no matter what they do. And there's nothing that can break that. Chaval, chaval, so sad that our children and us also, we weren't, it's not ingrained in us. Like the Nesiva Shalom brings down in a different place, he says, Yehudi she'enoi mesugel, a Jew that is not ready, lamoid ulihispalel, to stand before Hashem and to pray to Hashem. Achare she'ovar avera hachamura biyoiser, right after he completed a sin that he calls avera hachamura biyoiser. That's a really horrible sin. And he's not ready to stand. He's walking home and he realizes he just finished his huge Avera. It's five minutes left that he could have a Mincha. Nah, I can't have it now. Or he's on the way home after the Avera and someone says, Oh, at center, come Davin. Not me. Such a Jew who could be over Avera Chamur B'yayser and is not ready La'amoyed Uli to Hashem because he feels that Hashem doesn't want to hear from him. He has not tread over the threshold of Judaism. He doesn't know anything about this religion because he thinks that his actions are so bad that it's going to cause Hashem not to want him to pray to him. It's like Hashem's going to say, whoa, that one I've never seen before. You're disgusting, get out of my face. No. No matter what we do, it doesn't change Hashem. He wants us to come home. No matter what we do, that's on us. It's not too disgusting for Hashem to welcome us back. He's waiting for us. He's dying for us to do tshuva, to say, I'm so sorry. And then we're done. We're home. And the Siva Shalom brings down in Yom Kippur. Let's understand. Every Jew is going to sin. And Hashem says, I know. I know you're going to sin. In fact, I expect you to sin. In fact, I have it built into the Bria that I'm putting one day to be a spiritual car wash for you. Because during the year, you're going to sin, you're going to do tshuva, a little bit tshuva, not such good tshuva, you know, slachlonu, maybe you meant it, maybe you didn't mean it, Hashamnu. There's going to be sin happening, but there's going to be the residue of sin and the build-up. So I'm giving you one day. What's my example for that? I'm sure you heard my Yom Kippur, my Yom Kippur idea. Imagine that there's a certain car company, let's say Lincoln, and they tell you, that whoever leases a Lincoln or buys a Lincoln from us, we have a special feature. On the day of your anniversary that you got your car, you bring your car in and we are going to totally redo the car. We're going to wash it, power wash it, detail it. And any stain that can't be removed, we'll take out the piece, we'll put you in a new piece. Your car is going to be brand new. New brakes, new engine, everything brand new. We would be excited for that day. We would be like, wow, I can't wait for that. That's what Yom Kippur is. This is the day that I'm going to purify you from all of your sins. Don't worry about it. Of course, we're going to sin and we're supposed to do tshuva, but then there's that power wash. And sometimes people think, my sin is stronger than God's ability to forgive me. My sin is stronger than God's ability to love me. Where do they get that from? That's not our religion. 